A narcissist paints a picture of themselves as being the victim or innocent in all aspects. They will be offended by the truth. But what is done in the dark will come to light. Time has a way of showing people's true colors. Carla Grimes Hello and welcome back. It's been a whole week since I launched this podcast. And let me just take a moment to express how wonderful you all are. I have received such amazing and warm feedback, and I am just overwhelmingly happy that you're all here with me today. It's Monday, and as we all know, a huge holiday just passed. I hope all of you got out of it with minimal problems. I know this time of year can be hard for some of us, especially those who can relate to this show. I hope every single one of you listening right now feels less alone and more welcome here, because I am definitely with you. Like I mentioned last week, Today, we are going to focus on the control and fear portion of living and dealing with a narcissistic mother. All of these stories in today's episodes are personal experiences from myself with my own mother. I am making this disclaimer now because in upcoming episodes, I will also be sharing stories and experiences from others just like us. I have already received such a huge response from all of you, and though it is absolutely heartbreaking to hear your struggles, pain, trauma, and memories, I am so thankful you feel comfortable enough to talk to me and listen, because if there is anything I know, it's what it feels like to have no one to turn to, even when there absolutely is someone there. So with that being said, let's begin. Control is the biggest goal of the narcissist. They will do anything in their power to render you powerless, just so that they can keep total control over you, their child. Growing up and being homeschooled, I didn't know a life without her constantly there, so much so that I would forget basic things, like everyday things you should remember doing, like brushing your teeth. Or bathing. Those memories 
do not exist in my head. I would wake up and immediately be afraid. That is not to sound dramatic by any means. I would just wake up and... Something about her gave me the chills when I just saw her standing in the doorway. My days began and ended in that house with her. I do not remember most of my childhood when there were good times because I only ever did things she wanted me to. I was never asked what I wanted or what I liked. So much so that I am 25 now and completely learning what I do really like. Every week, we would go to Target, and she would act like we were there for something else. But the trick was, is we were always there to get me one outfit of her choice. We never tried it on. She never asked if I liked it. We would just pick it up and take it home, and I would get an outfit a week that she picked out. I got excited about this, but now as an adult, I realize how strange that was. Impulsivity and lack of self-control is another topic we will soon discuss about narcissists. So, with narcissists and control, you only do what they want, and they do a great job at making you believe that those are your own choices. I believed everything she told me most times. She was good at that. My mother, the narcissist, liked to play these games where she would have field days in her version of school where we would go random places she wanted to see and experience, and tell me, this is for school so you can learn. I heard that so much growing up. My first real memories were in dance. I was doing ballet and tap at the age of four and a half, five years old. I was very good at dance, but I was always very good at dancing. I remember at a point, my teacher said that I was so good I could advance up to the next level, which was point. I got so excited. I admired the ballerinas dancing on their toes, and I couldn't wait to try that and to be one of them. I had short, curly red hair and definitely didn't look like the other girls who had long, silky, straight hair that they could keep out of their face. So I could not wait to be a dancer with them. When the teacher came to my mother after class and mentioned my possible movement, my mother got nasty and said something along the lines of, My daughter will never do point. Her feet are the most precious gifts and will not be destroyed by dancing on her toes. And I don't remember doing ballet much after that day. When someone tries to break a narcissist image of reality, the narcissist either lashes out or leaves. 
That's where fear comes into play. For me, at least. I learned as I got older that I had to play the game with her, or else there would be serious consequences. After a couple of years of dance coming to an abrupt end, I was put through various activities. Horseback riding at a homeschool camp, which was going kind of well, and I honestly do not remember why she stopped taking me. Soccer, that I was absolutely terrible at, and the moment I played a game where I scored a goal for the other team, I didn't play again. It was heartbreaking, trying so many wonderful things that I was made to fall in love with, and the moment things didn't go perfect, I was pulled out. She made me think I wanted to quit. It's never the narcissist's choice, of course. You're always allowed your own choices. The thing about it is when you like something and you're not in control of your life, you see that thing turn into an obligation instead of something you enjoy. I was only athletic because she wanted me to look good. So when I wasn't good at something, even if I loved it, she wouldn't give me a chance. She would just move on to the next sport or activity. A narcissist will always make you believe you have a choice, while also never letting you have a choice. Because if you make a choice that goes against their vision of you, well then, you're betraying them. One day when I was seven or eight, we went to the mall and I saw the ice rink. I stood there looking at it and I just wanted to try it. Something I saw that finally sparked a fire inside of me. So I looked up at her, and I said I wanted to try it. And she let me. Like a natural, I took to the ice. I never once needed to grab the wall for balance. I could just glide. It felt right, and it felt good. I expressed that to her, and finally it seemed like maybe I found something that could please her and I could be good at. At some point after that, I was enrolled in theater as well. I was at least excited to learn how to sing, but doing both was kind of exhausting. Unfortunately, when the first audition came around to be in one of the main plays, and I didn't even get an opportunity to audition before they closed out the spots, my mother stood up and started yelling at the teachers and expressing her distaste that they wouldn't even give me a chance in front of everyone. You know when a child doesn't get their way? and they start screaming and crying even if all you did was say you couldn't eat that little plastic toy that could harm them? That's essentially what she did. And just like that, I don't really remember going to theater after that day. 
Crazy enough, a few years after I left that theater, there was a huge fire that broke out, and I'm not even sure if that place is still utilized as a theater anymore. Some memories are best left in the past. Figure skating took off within a year. I began to practice almost every day. I went from group lessons to private lessons. School was few and far between. Before I knew it, I had a choreographer and was learning how to compete. Right in front of my eyes, everything was dresses, makeup, hair, competitions, and countless run-throughs of my program until everything was absolutely perfect. Narcissists do not care what others think of them. Often, they will be very eccentric or loud. People who wouldn't notice the behaviors would probably admire their boldness until it became offensive as it always does. When it came to my mother and my ice skating, like most things, it had to be absolutely perfect, and in the end, her ideas always won. She picked my songs, most being show numbers that she loved personally, and created this ideal routine too. She would tell my choreographer, this image of this perfect routine, and I would learn it. She would just watch and watch and watch, making sure everything was to her standards. Now, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of figure skating parents out there, some like my mother, and that's where I kind of got a taste of mothers like my own. Since skating was the one activity I was able to stay in since I was really good at it, I got to be in it for most of my life. So I got to see many different families and styles of parenting when it came to the sports. It was hard. I would see families that my friends have and I always knew I would never have that. Simply because, deep down, I knew who my mother really was before I even realized it. To give a broad example, of a behavior around control. Even though I have many, I want to bring up one specific one in skating. For several years of skating, I was on a synchronized skating team. Essentially, we were the Rockets on ice. We were fantastic. I was super proud of us and how strong we were. We traveled to the world's competitions together, 
and had so many good times. It was the closest thing to friends and sisterhood that I had experienced up until that point. My mother, being the eccentric and loud person she was, noticed that one of the girls who I considered one of my best friends on the team was a little too slow to keep up with us. She took it upon herself to write a thorough email to the coaches about how she felt that girl, my friend, was simply too slow to keep up with the team and how she felt it would be appropriate if something were to be done about it. The worst part is she didn't even realize the email sent to the entire team. So in an instant, Every single parent, coach, and child knew how hateful and selfish my mother could be. I lost a friend that day because my mother couldn't swallow her pride and leave well enough alone. I happened to think my friend kept up just fine, and I had to watch as that friendship withered away. Thankfully, we are adults now and know that my mother is absolutely crazy. We learned to love ourselves and regained a friendship. And even as crazy as life is, I can still call her my friend. I don't really remember what happened after that. I stayed on the team and things moved forward. When you grow up with a narcissistic parent, there are a lot of what I like to call black spots in the memory. Whether or not they're caused from a horrific act the narcissist displayed, or simply something you just want to forget and tuck away to move on from. There are so many black spots. I am going to talk more about those and repressed memories in another episode. Let's get back to skating. I have so many terrifying experiences with my mother and skating. I have so many displays of hatred and hostility that I've seen. One thing I will say, in all of my life and experiences with narcissists, Seeing all the other mothers in skating, none were quite as bad, or at least as obvious, as her. She did not care how she acted, or spoke. She always felt 100% justified in her every word and action. It was entirely embarrassing and there was nothing I could do about it. Shame is another emotion narcissists inflict upon their children. If you're the child of a narcissistic parent, did they ever guilt you into shame for the smallest things? Things you shouldn't really have to feel shame for, but do. 
emotions brought on by a narcissist carry on through our lives, our relationships, our jobs, our own families as we grow older, if not addressed properly. Growing up with a narcissistic mother, it taught me that I would only be shown unconditional love if I am constantly proving myself worthy enough for it. If I didn't do something good enough, I would be shamed or made to feel inadequate. As an adult, I noticed patterns in my relationships and professional environments. I would crumble at the smallest bit of criticism and not be able to perform properly. Because my brain was so used to having to scramble to be perfect when I messed up that I nearly broke myself in half trying to be perfect at everything. Because all I had was the fear of failure as my friend when I was alone with myself. As I have grown older and have worked tirelessly on myself and trying to actually discover who I am, I noticed so many behaviors in my life that I still held on to that were just crippling. The worst one was holding on to that inner voice. My mother has a very distinct and condescending voice. When she was angry, it was like a thousand shattered pieces of glass slicing through your every inch of skin. She could talk to you and cut right through you without even blinking an eye. Getting her voice out of my head was one of the hardest things I have ever had to do because she was the primary voice of my whole life. If she wasn't talking directly to me, then my own thoughts were her voice. I was her puppet. We are going to do some heavier episodes on healing from these behaviors. Like I said, I cannot tell you how to heal from a narcissist. All I can do is share with you my experiences on how I have healed from this. I am still healing every single day, and the more I share with you and see your feedback, the more I feel full of that warmth and love that I know a lot of us were deprived as the child of a narcissist. We aren't victims. We didn't choose the parents we were born to or the life we were raised in. We are simply children of the environment we were put in, and it is not our fault. We did and are doing the best we can. I would like to take this moment and say thank you again. Thank you to every single one of you who are listening. Also, a huge thank you to one of my very best friends, Jason Grimm, who gifted me some lovely equipment for Christmas. 
and assisted in the creation of my new logo that you all see. That was pretty awesome. I am excited to keep creating these episodes for all of you. If you would like, you can connect with me on Instagram at MMTN podcast. That's for my mother, the narcissist podcast. Share your thoughts or stories. I would love to hear from every single one of you and connect. Remember, as long as we are here together, we are not alone in this. The world is such a rough place, and all we can do is the best we have the ability to, not what someone else thinks we should be doing. Until next time, thank you.